0: This is the Hallmark News Podcast, and I'm very excited today to talk to another member of the Hallmark family. Uh, We are talking to our first editor today. I'm Rachel, and we're talking to Randy Carter. This is so fun. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So why don't you tell us, introduce yourself, and tell us a little bit about how you became an editor.
1: Okay, well, um my name is Randy Carter. Uh I'm I'm originally from Flint, Michigan. And um so I grew up there and always sort of was kind of a storyteller when I was when I was young and that sort of was my entree into editing. Um I um uh, I grew up in Flint, Michigan for those who don't know, is like one of these towns from like, the, they used to make movies about these kind of towns in like the 70s and 80s. It's the kind of town where everybody grows up and can't wait to get out of because there, there's no opportunities in that town. And there's even less in Flint, Michigan now than when I was a kid. Yeah. So as soon as I graduated from high school, I, I joined the Navy. I was in the Navy for eight years, sort of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And when I was done with that, I, I went to college uh, at the University of Wisconsin. Um, and then when I was finished with that, I went to the Vancouver Film School because I decided I wanted to be involved in film, not quite sure what yet. Um, And it was there at the Vancouver Film School that I really fell in love with editing as a great storytelling tool. Um, uh, More so, I think, than almost any other job, even more so than, than, than all the crew members who contribute to the story, absolutely. The editor is the last person really other than, you know, the director who's there with you side by side, to have your hands on the film and and mold it and shape the story. And and there's so much that can be done there. And I really fell in love with that process. And so once I graduated from there, I I fell in love also with the Pacific Northwest. So I tried to stay there for a little bit, but there was nothing going on there. So eventually I, I bit the bullet and I moved down to L.A., and uh, and started looking around for editing gigs, and, and, and the rest is history. I've been editing for uh, close to 25 years. Yikes. Wow. That's
0: really, really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you said you had done some
1: directing? I did. I, did, I mean, I, I did. I uh, I mean, obviously, when I was in film school, I directed some stuff years and years ago, but I really didn't take to it. But after 25 years of editing, I recently, um, I recently directed a, a thriller for Lifetime a couple of years ago. And I'm planning to do more. I'm in talks to do another thriller, potentially um, next year or, or even um, later this year, although later this year doesn't seem like it's going to happen. So it's probably going to be next year. Um, and that's kind of a fun thing. I don't know that I would ever give up editing because I love it so much. Um, but directing is a fun is, is fun as well. So when I get the opportunity to do that, I, I, I love to do that as well.
0: That's really cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice when you uh, find, your, find your niche, find your spot, but then every once in a while kind of going out of that spot as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, part of it is I'm a big believer for people who are in the industry or I guess in life, anybody, is to have goals and, and always be you know, moving the goalposts forward about what you want to do. And for the longest time, and and you have to set little goals. Like, you know, don't set your goal like way so far ahead that it seems insurmountable to get there. You set little goals along the way, little goals along your path to that ultimate goal. And then those become easier to achieve and you you build up your confidence to move to the next goal and the next one and the next one. And for the longest time, my ultimate goal with all these little ones in between was, you know, to be making a living working as an editor on projects that that I enjoy. And I sort of hit that goal, you know, three or four years ago. And I said, okay, well, what's next? Yeah. And, you know, even though I was loving what I was doing, I'm so fortunate, I, I work really hard. Um, but But, you know, what's my next goal? And so I thought, you know, maybe I should try to, direct and that became my goal mm-hmm. and I, I did a few I had a few things to do and I talked to the producers I worked for and I got the opportunity and and so now my goal is to, to do so, a little bit more of that but again I'll never give up editing because it's just it, it's it really is my passion
0: cool great oh, I'm so glad uh, so yeah I was curious I you had said that that the editors kind of the last stamp on the movie like how does that work with the of, of like what choices the director makes versus what choices the editor makes.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, when I say the editor is the, the editor is the last person who finally sees it all together. But in the, in the post-production chain, the editor is actually the lowest man on the poll in terms of creative choices. So the way that it oh. generally works is it, well, the way that it generally works is the um, you know, I get dailies every day and I get notes um, from the director uh, via the script supervisor who gives notes like "I like this take or this I like this line on this take sometimes and then sometimes there aren 't any notes and it 's like here 's three takes and you sort of choose yourself so the editor sits by him or herself and and assembles the entire show um, you know and, and and cuts the show together and has like the editor 's cut um, and then that 's what I then show the director and it 's the whole film complete. Um, uh, you know, temp sound effects, temp music. I mean, it 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 doesn't look quite like you could air it, but close. Um, and show that to the director, and then the director comes in and sits down, and and starts giving his notes. And sometimes the notes are, let's look at an alternate take of that line, or does can we move this scene because this scene could go later, or do we list that scene out altogether? like we don't need that scene, all kinds of stuff. I mean, so the director comes in and gives all of his notes and the editor is like, you know, just driving the bus at that point, but the director's telling you where to go. Um and then once that's done, the producer comes in and gets his notes. Um when we're working for somebody like Hallmark, the producer, which is, is the production company that's actually making the film, usually doesn't have a whole lot of notes because the network will ultimately have notes, but sometimes there'll be some notes that the producer will have, and so we'll do those notes. Then we send it up to the network, to Hallmark or whoever the network is in, the, in, in that case, and then, and then we start getting their notes. Um, and so ultimately, it's the network that has the final sort of creative say. Um, and of course, before the even shooting starts, I mean, the network is involved in like the writing of the script and the development of the story and all that. So they know what they're getting. They just now see it and will give their notes. So ultimately, you know, there's like four layers of people who are giving notes, um, which means sometimes you can look at a film and it's not at all what the what the editor sort of like initially intended (laughs) because there are a lot of hands in the pie. Mm. um, So you kind of make,
0: you kind of make a rough draft sort of, would you say? Well,
1: I think rough draft, it's more than a rough draft. I I mean, it's, I like to deliver my cut. Like if they wanted to, my cut could be the cut that goes on the air Uh beyond the running time issue, which we can talk about. There's always, you know, there's a certain running time that you have to meet for television. Right. And so a lot of times early cuts are too long. Um, uh, so part of the process with the director and the producer is like, okay, we know we have to lose. Sometimes we have to lose 15, 20 minutes. Right. Uh, we're 15, 20 minutes long. So it's like, what can we lose? So even though you might like something you're like we can lose that, Yeah. but I, I, I wouldn't call it a rough draft. I mean, some people use the term assembly, which also I don't think is very accurate. I uh-huh. think the most accurate term is probably first cut. First cut. I mean, okay. it is a cut. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a cut. It's, it, it, you know, it's all together. And I've chosen performances. I, I've chosen moments of scenes that I think work. Um, and so it's a first cut. And then there will be additional cuts as other people weigh in with their notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously my first cut is also guided by those notes that we get from the director. If the director says, oh, I really like take two. I know I did five takes of this. Take two is the best but use take three for the end because I like the way take three ended. I'll get notes like that. So I know that that's where the director wants to go. Now, sometimes I follow those director's notes and it doesn't quite work. So I'll mm-hmm. do it a little bit differently. And then when the director comes in, I'll say, hey, I know you said you like that end of take three, but it didn't work because of this. And he'll be like, oh yeah, you're right. Or he'll say, no, 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 put it back. I like that end of take three. And you know that, this is just the, the give and take, right. uh, the process. Yeah,
0: interesting. Yeah, has there been a director that you've worked with Like the most, or have you had a wide variety?
1: I I mean, over my career, I've had a super wide variety. Um, For Hallmark, I have almost exclusively worked with Peter Sullivan, um, and I've done a bunch of Lifetime movies for him as well. Peter and I are very good friends, and I've I've worked with him for the last, oh my gosh, I mean, almost 10 years. Is that possible? No, it can't be possible. I think it is. Holy moly. Um, Yeah, so I've, I've worked with him a lot. Um, he does a lot of our hallmark movies i mean uh, and does a lot of uh, also does a lot of like uh chris uh lifetime movies and and other christmas movies mm-hmm. and thrillers and and whatever so I mean a lot of editors develop a relationship with a director and so we 'll work with the same directors over and over again just because once it, it's a very when you 're in the editing room, especially once a director comes in it 's just a tool of you so the relationship has to work, and you have to have that give and take and, and if you don't get along. Um, uh, it's not, it's just, e and through no one's fault, it's not going to work out. Peter and I get yeah. along very well. Um, and, and it helps now because I know, usually I know his style. So mm-hmm. when I get his dailies and his notes, I mean, I know what he's looking for. I know what he wants. And so I can try to guide my cuts to what I know he's trying to do. Um, and you know, nine times out of 10, I, I, I'm correct in what he's trying <laughs> to do. And then there's that 10th time where he comes in and was like, what were you thinking?
0: <laughs> yeah. Was there any is, was there any a time where you really had to sort of fight for a cut that you really believed in?
1: Sure, I mean the way that it works is I, you're only allowed to fight one up, right so like I'll fight and I say fight it, it's not i mean it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's discussion, it's discussion, right. yeah, but sometimes the discussion is stronger than others. Um, <laughs> my discussions would be with the director if the director says, "I want this take or I want this," and if I really strongly feel about it. I'll be like, I don't think that's going to work. The thing is, one of the things the editor has to do is you always have to show him what he wants. If he says, no, no, put that other take in, or no, no, let's be on this moment for that. Even if you don't think it's working, you show it to him, and then you try to explain why you think it's not working. And if he says, no, no, I think it works, I don't care what you say, not that he doesn't care what I say, but I think it works, then that's what you go with. Uh Now, then when it goes to the producer, when the producer gives his notes, if If the director and I don't agree with them, that director has that fight with the producer, right. and then if the network has notes that they that we don't like, the producer has the has the the disagreement with the network, so you only can fight one 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 above your weight class um you know exactly. um but also sometimes sometimes just uh, speaking of notes, sometimes the notes are not specific, like use a different tape sometimes it's like this scene feels a little slow or you know, th- there's a little less energy here. What can we do? And so even within the note, there can be choices that we can make, but like yeah. me and the director, by that time, it's me and the director working on the notes together. And if the network says, oh, this scene is a little slow," or "or we're not happy with this particular performance, what can you do? You know, it's not like specifically like cut this line or, or lose this scene, you know, which are very easy to do because, okay, I'll cut that line or I'll lose that scene. But if it's like, this scene is too slow, what can you do to pick it up? Or this scene, this performance isn't quite working. It's it's a little too flat or it's a little too big. What can you do? That's when you've got to dig in and you make the choices about how to address what they want.
0: Uh-huh. Interesting. Is it hard sometimes to figure out a natural cut for
1: the commercials? Well, it's idea? interesting. The scripts the scripts are written with the act breaks in them. Okay. Right? So they're written to have a natural ending. However, Almost always, those act breaks don't, be, don't end up being the final act break because there's a there's a there's a a, a a running time requirement for each act. Like the first act is longer. First act is like 18 minutes or so. Then then it goes to the second act is like 12 minutes. Third act is you know within reason, not like 12 right. minutes exactly, but but it's got to be somewhere in that region. And the first four acts have to be at least 50 minutes. These are the these are the rules. So. And your script is written for that. But as we just said, if we're 20 minutes long, well, we got to lose some scenes. Well, if I just lost two scenes in act one, act one is now too short. So we got to move where the act break is. So that's why sometimes you get an act break that feels like, oh, that's not really the, probably the best place for an act break. But you try as best you can to find like a, a, a good place for an act break um, that makes sense but they almost always are not as scripted, although they are scripted with the act breaks. And then, and then, you know, they almost always change. Uh, Just because as I said, if we're too long, you got to take stuff out. Or if you, I mean, we're rarely too short, but if you're too long, you take stuff out. And then that all of a sudden changes the running time. Uh Um, So, so yeah. Yeah. uh, And in the end, in the end, the network, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, in the end, the network decides where the act breaks are. Mm they, they have, we've got notes sometimes move that act break right to here move that act break right to there and so they they know where they want it to end
0: yeah because we interviewed our friend nina Weinman, who's a writer she said that uh on her film stop the wedding that uh that they called her and were like we're short and they had her write like a whole uh new scene of between two characters wow yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah. right there on the fly i mean it, gets, it can get very frustrating when you're long and you have to cut stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because, you know, you you end up cutting stuff that you're like, well, this is really good. But yeah. it then becomes, well, can we live without it? Because you have to live without, you have to be at the running time that they want. Right.
0: Um,
1: but, being sh- but that's much better position to be in than being short. Because right. if you're short, what can you do? The tendency is to try to, like, let scenes play longer than they should, which is never good. You try not to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then if you end up having to reshoot stuff, I mean, no one wants to get to that moment where you have to go and, and reshoot material or, you know, shoot additional material. Yeah, um, It's happened to me before on other shows, never on a Hallmark show, but on other shows, I've been short and had to shoot additional material.
0: Have you done alt TV movies or have you done
1: episodic talk uh, television? I've done... I've, I've never done episodic network television. I've done a few episodic things way back in the past for like some off brand cable shows and some, some web series. Like when web series were really web series before it's streaming, which I guess technically isn't a web series, but back when literally it was just like a web series, I've done a few of those, but I've never done like network episodic television. Uh Um, All of the Hallmark episodics are done in Canada. Right. Um, So, and I think they even post up in Canada which um I went to film school in Canada but I'm not Canadian so I can't work mm-hmm. up there. Um, cuz believe me I would love, I would be in Vancouver this moment if I could <laughs> and be working up there cuz I love that city so much. Yeah. But uh, uh once my student visa ran out uh right uh, I had to I had to leave town. Um so yeah. so um I have not I've mainly done TV movies and then back in the day I mean I've been in this business long uh, we used to it used to be a big direct-to-video and direct-to-DVD business. We did mm-hmm. a lot of like action thrillers and things like that and even kids movies christmas movies were Uh direct to dvd that doesn't i mean i guess occasionally it still works but that business has gone way by the wayside and so i sort of transitioned into these um you know hallmark lifetime tv movies there's only about three or four networks that still even do tv movies yeah um so
0: very cool very interesting uh yeah your first one for hallmark i think is the 12 gifts of Christmas is
1: that right? 12 gifts 12 gifts was my first one shot in the beautiful city of Salt Lake City um yes uh yeah Uh, yeah, that was my first one I I that was my first one also I went on location for I went out to Salt Lake City um and uh and we shot 12 gifts of Christmas which was which was very exciting for me it was my first time in Utah it was my first on location yeah in in out of out of the state of California which it was it was a lot of fun um my biggest memory from that film is I became really, really good friends with the lead actor, Aaron O'Connell, and Katrina oh. Law. Oh. So, Katrina is so busy, I never get to see her anymore. But Aaron and I uh, became really, really good friends. And uh, he's such an amazing guy. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, um, yeah, he, j- he just got married last year. Unfortunately, I couldn't go because it was in Italy. But, uh-huh. um, but I did get the invite. But yeah, he, he's, a, he's a wonderful guy. And I cut him in a couple of movies, um, but that was, uh, in fact, I cut him in a movie before that, but I hadn't met him. So I met oh. him out there in, in Utah and, oh. and just a nice guy. So that's, that's my biggest memory from that film. Do you um, often it, go is, on... Is that wonderful experience. Are you often there on set, on location? You know, <clears throat> I I am. It, it, 12 Guests of Christmas was sort of the first one that oh. I went on location for, and the reason... Ordinarily I sometimes don't. Like some like for some of the later ones for I, I didn't. I was in LA like I was mentioning to you earlier. But um for twelve gifts, it was a very like last minute um like with these Christmas movies which have to come out at Christmas right. are getting made later and later in the yeah. year. We used to always do our Christmas movies like in June. Right. And now all of a sudden we're doing them in September or October or You know, we did one in November. Yeah. Um, uh, So because it's so late in the the day, I have to be there because, you know, I was talking about the process where, you know, I have the whole film assembled, then the director comes in. When you're shooting a Christmas movie that late, it can't work that way. So what happens is on his days off, when he's not shooting, the director comes in, looks at the scenes I've already cut, gives his notes already, even though the whole film isn't done. That's amazing. So that I can then have his notes. So that when, by the time they've wrapped, we have a director's cut done wow. like, the, like a day or two after they wrap. And, it, and usually at that point, the producer just sort of like says, send it to the network. And the network is on board. Hallmark was on board. Like, this is super fast. So the network is really good about knowing that they can't dilly dally. They've got to turn around the notes really quick. And we're, we're standing by ready to do the notes. Amazing. So that's why they initially sent me out. And then I think they just liked that I was out there, uh, because the director could come and see stuff, and they didn't have to ship dailies back to L.A. I was right there on set, and I don't mind going out because I, I, you know Salt Lake City is a, is a wonderful city. I, I, and you know we're all over Utah. I say Salt Lake, but we're all yeah. up and, all up and down the I-15 corridor, yeah, uh, there in Utah. We, we, we travel all over the place but uh, i don't mind and they like having me there so i'm happy to go out when they want me to
0: that's um, amazing and i can't believe that that the movie is like basically what What did you call it not the rough cut you called it the s- assembly cut this is the first cut first yeah, cut the first, the first cut, cut. that the first cut is done two day, like a couple just a couple days after filming oh no
1: amazing the, thing that the, the director's cut is dire- done a couple days after they wrap because the in wow. that instance because the director is coming in and basically giving his notes on scenes that i have completed but you know not able to see the whole thing so those two days is usually like one day for me to get the last day's footage and assemble that and then one day for the director to come in and watch the whole film And, 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 you know, so he can see it in total and give any final notes before we send to the network. Now, the good news is when that process happens, when, while we're waiting for the network to give notes, sometimes we can go in and the director can do some other things. And when the network notes come in, that gives the director another opportunity to maybe tweak some things that he wanted to do, but didn't have time for. So, whenever the schedule is that short and it's not always that way but occasionally it's happened Uh um the worst one for hallmark what i say worst, but the closest one was christmas land that i did yes um which shot if you saw all the snow in christmas land that's real snow because we were in utah in november shooting a christmas movie that aired december 12th that's amazing (laughs) um yeah but uh um uh, everybody's on board with knowing that the, the turnaround has to be, to, you know, to be quick on those things. So, yeah. but it, it doesn't always work that way. You know, like we just recently shot some Christmas movies in like July and August, which is much more cl- closer to what we normally do. Yeah. Um, but they're not afraid now to do them super late uh, if necessary. Wow.
0: So if you have special effects or green screen or those kinds of things mm. in the movie, like. Do you work with the visual effects team in your editing
1: or how does that work? Well, um, it, it depends on what it, I mean, I, I, I slug all the visual effects. If it's a green screen and there's got to be like a plate, which is what we call it, like whatever the image is that's going to be on the green uh-huh. screen, I search that out, whether it's a stock footage or sometimes they shoot something. Like if it's car driving down the town, uh-huh. a lot of times they'll shoot the, the back plate. You know, the, the, they'll put a camera and they'll drive a car down the street. I uh-huh. will get that back plate for me. I do a temp version uh for the cut so everybody can see kind of what it's going to look like. Um and then um once we're locked because you never send anything to the VFX usually until we're locked because you don't want to spend the time and the money doing a shot that ends up getting cut. Right. Um on bigger shows like you hear about a, you know, huge shows do it all the time but um We and we usually don't have a whole lot of visual effects shots in these Christmas movies. I mean, the driving stuff is all usually green screen, and and a lot of times we add snow, like we have like we have like fake snow on set, but then we like enhance it uh, in CGI. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot of that kind of stuff. And usually I just mark it, and then, and then the director usually works with the VFX person in, in terms of giving notes about what he wants and everything. And by the time those shots come in, I'm usually off the show because I'm onto another show. Uh-huh. So we just have them get cut. They get cut in at the lab when, when the lab is, you know, doing the final, putting everything together. Um, they'll drop in the visual effects shots. Um, they have somebody over there that does that. Um, yeah. Because usually I'm, I'm long on to, you know, by the time the visual effects are done and we've delivered, I'm long on to another show
0: very interesting to me uh what would you say is the hardest project that you've ever
1: edited the most that was the most difficult oh gosh um just for that's hallmark, hard just to say general. oh just for just for hallmark well, um chris, just in general Chris for for, for, well, for hallmark i'll say chris i'll, I'll keep it all because if you go back i've been cutting for 25 years and some usually like when there's no money and there's yeah. first-time directors who don't know what they're doing and yeah. I've done a lot of those, but thankfully those are mainly long in my past. But uh-huh. for Hallmark, Christmasland had to be the most difficult. Not because of any of that. There was, you know, the, the budget was the same as it normally is. The director was a wonderful director. I've worked with him many times. Um, uh, Sam Irvin, he's fantastic. Delivered great. It was the schedule. We were so short. Yeah. As, as I was just describing, we were shooting that right up until the beginning of November. Amazing. And so there was just no, there was no days off because when the production takes a day off, I had to have the director in to do his notes, and so I worked you know, straight through the production. So that was probably the hardest one because of the schedule. Um, Amazing. Shows, I mean, the difficulty of a show is usually based on the script. Like, you know, if the story isn't working, that's, editorially, as long as the coverage is there, I can make anything, any particular scene work. But the issue is, is the whole movie working? And a lot of times that's script related, which you can do a lot of fixing in post. I can't tell you how many times we rewrite an entire scene in post. If you ever watch a movie, and you see a scene where it seems like they're off camera a lot. Like the person who's speaking is not on camera. And right. then you cut it's to ADR. the other person and then the other. It's because they ADR'd and they, and they rewrote the entire scene. We've rewritten entire scenes before to change things. Um, yeah. um, you know, It's like the last rewrite of the, of the, of the movie in post.
0: Fascinating. That's really interesting to me. Yeah. So, yeah, you did. I'm some of your other Hallmark projects. um, My Summer Prince. Uh, Right.
1: My Summer Prince was probably my favorite of all the Hallmark movies I did Mm -hmm. because I think the script was really great. Mm -hmm. I love those two actors um, who I did another movie with uh, 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 one winter weekend. They paired those same two actors up again, um, which is rare, but I think they had such a great chemistry um uh that yes, you know they, they just That's wanted right. to they do were, them again
0: they were back they I, were, it was uh
1: taylor cole and jack turner yeah um, and, and i was and taylor is wonderful
0: i see i wasn't that big a fan of hers as far as her acting until this year she has completely won me over uh, i thought one oh, winter, nice. yeah i thought one winter weekend was excellent it's still one of my favorites of the year and I thought nice. that Falling for You, her most recent one, was really good. And so, yeah, right. I'm, a, I'm converted a Taylor Cole fan.
1: Oh, nice. I, I <laughs> you know, I, I, I cut One Winter Weekend. I agree she's great in that. And yeah. Jack is wonderful. Yeah. Um, and and uh, My Summer Print had those two. But also, I think the script was really good. Yeah. There was something, you know, pretty special about that one. Um, not, you know, they all have their own charm but uh, My Summer Prince was really uh, and maybe also because it just it wasn't a Christmas one yeah. That's a, you know I just I mean I love Christmas as much as the next guy but I've done so many Christmas movies everyone that yeah. didn't have to revolve around the holiday was kind of nice yeah, and you really like nice Christmas <laughs> The other nice thing about that movie, this is the one that was supposed to be in Idaho and in the summer. So for the first time, we could go to Utah, where we shot this one as well, uh-huh. and you could actually see all the gorgeous mountains and everything. Usually we have to hide most of that because yeah. it's supposed to be Christmas time and it's supposed to be, you know, some other place altogether. Yeah. And so we don't get to really utilize the beauty of Utah. And we were able to in my summer prince, which I think is just another thing. To recommend it
0: yeah yeah it's it was supposed to be in like Coeur d'Alene or someplace like that right in Idaho
1: I I don't know if they I I don't know if they said if they did they it was probably like some fake uh uh, (laughs) town I can't I can't remember but it was I it was supposed to be Idaho yeah supposed to be some small town in Idaho yeah um
0: uh that's interesting uh then you did Broadcasting Christmas that same year 2016.
1: Yeah, broadcasting Christmas uh, was unusual for us because we shot it in Connecticut, um, which which uh, I also went on location for. Um, that that one I I enjoyed. They don't they don't play that as much as, as some of the other ones I find. But I mean, maybe I'm just not paying attention. But um, uh, yeah, that was Dean Cain and uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Um, and uh, she's she's lovely, uh, and Dean Cain is is a wonderful guy too. Yeah. Um uh, they're both just such nice people. And um it was interesting yeah shooting out in Connecticut. It's we were in not the best part of Connecticut where we stayed. I mean we shot in wonderful places but we were like in we well, not to disparage Connecticut I'm sure it's wonderful. We were like in Bridgeport <laughs> okay. which is not maybe the best part of Connecticut. Uh-huh. Um, where mm-hmm. we were staying and also when I go to Utah I drive so I have my car with uh-huh. me but of course I'm not going to drive to Connecticut from LA so I flew so I didn't have a I didn't have a car which made it sort of like not the best on location experience for me, uh-huh. but the movie was wonderful. Uh, the movie yeah. was very nice. And, and, and those two actors were, were so easy to work with.
0: Yeah, that one had a fun, snappy script, I thought. I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, so then
1: Sun Romance. Did you get to go to Mexico for this? I did not get to go to Mexico. Okay. And thank God for that because... <laughs> Um, one of my best friends is a script supervisor who um, has been on many of these films. She was on 12 Gifts. Um, uh-huh. And she did go to Aaron's wedding in, in Italy because she oh, was uh-huh. available to go there. But I did. But anyway, she was there in Mexico. And uh-huh. she was telling me. And then the director told me when they came back up. It was like 110 degrees when they were down there. <laughs> Everybody was absolutely miserable when they were shooting oh, that movie. Yeah. Because it was so hot and muggy and and horrible no. and I'm not a warm weather person anyway okay. um, even though I live in LA so I was uh-huh. like so glad that that I was just back in back in my air-conditioned editing bay in LA uh not down there in that 110 degree miserable yeah. weather Interesting. Um, it was a fun film there was a lot of good production value there was yeah. like, the horseback riding oh. and the zip lining and, yeah. and all and all of that wonderful stuff They've um, really
0: stepped it up on their summer movies the last two years, and in this one was funny. We really love Paul Campbell on this podcast; he's one of our favorites. So. Right. That was somebody we wish they used even more uh, than they do, but uh, but yeah, and so then you had also last year Switch for Christmas, and you wanted to talk about the opening shot of Denver (laughs) quote. quote, There was actually Salt Lake City, which we thought was actually Salt Lake City. Kind of funny.
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing. So I I also did not go on location for Switch for Christmas, which is unfortunate because I would really love to meet Candice Cameron Bure, who I have. Tremendous respect for, especially in that film where she was playing twins. Uh-huh. I think she just did a wonderful job, and I and I, 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 I love her performance to death. Uh-huh. Um, but so yeah, they shot in Salt Lake City, but that's not the reason why the establishing shots of Denver are actually Salt Lake City. Uh-huh. Those are obviously I I, may, I say obviously maybe it's not obvious. Other people, I mean, those are stock shots. We didn't have a drone that went out and shot Salt Lake City. Um, and a there wasn't there wasn't very I looked for Denver. Stock shots, and there wasn't any those nice, wonderful aerial, you know, beautiful shots of the city that didn't exist for Denver that I could find Uh that that we could afford. Um, And so, you know, Salt Lake City is a city in the in the in surrounded by snowy mountains. And I and I thought to myself, and no one ever said anything. I'm the one who picked them. I picked those Denver shots that were really Salt Lake City. But the other thing I would argue is, you know, you live in Salt Lake City or at least in Utah. So you're, you're going to be aware of that. I, I would bet that 90% of the audience who has never been to Utah and never been to Denver will have no idea that that's not Denver yeah. and, and will not think twice about it. Yeah. Only the people who actually live in Utah <laughs> or, or live in Denver and yeah. realize, hey, that's not Denver, yeah. would, would really be aware of that.
0: Right. At least that's my Yeah, hope. I think that there's a lot of truth <laughs> to that. And and, and we, uh, I mean, that's, it's, we are just being silly. Uh, ah, it's just kind I of know, a funny I thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the director of that, we've actually interviewed her, Lee Friedlander, and sure. she's like a really cool director.
1: Yeah, no, she, Lee's great. And uh, that's the only film I've ever done for her. That was done for a different, the other, the thing to realize is like, the films are actually produced by production companies that oh. are hired by Hallmark. Sure. Um and so like the ones that I do for Peter Sullivan, like twelve twelve gifts of Christmas,
0: hmm.
1: uh, uh but even like Christmas Land, Summer Prints, Broadcast Christmas, most of those are done by a company called Hybrid. Okay. Um, but Sunset and Romance and and uh switched for Christmas and also One Winter Weekend were all done by a company called Cartel. Oh, interesting.
0: Um
1: and and so um yeah, so it's just different production companies. Yeah. Um, uh, and so Lee uh, works for Cartel, which I have just did like three films for, uh, those okay. three films I just said. And so she would, did the one. I would love to work for her again. I, yeah. she, was, she was great. And that was another film, uh, uh, Switch for Christmas was another film that we were really long. We had to figure out what we were going to cut. And we ended up cutting all these flashbacks and stuff. There was all these flashbacks. Uh, to when they were kids and everything that all got cut out of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, that was in post, a lot of things got changed in that film mm, Interesting. Um, it, structurally. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. I think that Lee Freelander, I think she's good at, uh, I think telling a, uh, just a tad more modern stories than maybe some of the other uh, that I, I, I like that her, her, like for instance she did this royally ever after this year where they were actually a couple from the beginning and so they had to work on their relationship and and this, that was pretty unique right. and the the she has a movie actually playing this is being recorded on the 20th of october and I, she actually has a movie playing tonight uh about uh called love of course which is uh about a woman whose daughter is going away to college so it's like a little bit more mature
1: (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) excuse
0: me it's a little bit more of a mature story uh with the it's an interesting uh you know different kind of uh character i hope it's a good movie i'm looking forward to it uh so
1: yeah i I mean she she's a she's a wonderful director um uh, a lot of times, I mean, for Hallmark—is this for Hallmark? This movie yeah, that she's done yeah. tonight? It's, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Hallmark like approves these scripts. I mean, the scripts get developed, but sure. but so it may just be to some degree a coincidence that she gets on these shows that are that are have a more mature outlook. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, her approach also informs yeah. um, um, how how that material is presented. Yeah. Um, and, and she did another uh, written- uh, yeah.
0: She did another really good one last year called All for Love, uh, which uh, was uh, was really well done. But but anyway, uh, yeah. So and we already talked about One Winter Weekend. That one I really appreciated right. that uh, that you had these two relationships that I thought were pretty well done. They were really cute, but they were also like I thought the dialogue was pretty solid, and I just
1: really enjoyed it and the script the script was really good Mm -hmm. um they that that one it also had a a wonderful location they shot that up in winnipeg um which i did not go to because i can't work in canada but they did the post down here in la Uh um but uh um you know and so all the skiing stuff and everything i think was like really good production value and also again as we said jack and taylor together are wonderful but those secondary actors who I can't remember their name, but the other couple, like her best friend, yeah. they're, you know, the two best friends who also became yeah. a couple. I thought they were really sweet and fun together. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so that film turned out, turned out really well, uh, I thought. Um, yeah. And, I uh, yeah, that's a good one. So you said you have four coming up for Christmas this year? Well, um, three, I think. Three. I, I, I just, we just did yeah. two in Utah for Lifetime. Um, one is called Jingle Bell, starring, um, Tatiana Ali and, uh, Cornelia Smith. It's kind of a musical, uh, sort of, mm-hmm. I mean, as, as musical as we get, uh, yeah, it's, it's really a wonderful film. So I have no idea when any of these are airing. So forgive uh-huh. me for that. But Jingle Bell is one that we did. And then the next one we did is called My Christmas Inn, um, mm-hmm. which is, uh, um, uh, is one that's supposed to take place in Alaska. And I'm blanking on the um, um, oh, it's Tia Mowry yeah. from Sister Sister is the lead. Um, she's she's the lead actress, um, and uh, that's also uh, a really nice film. We shot that up in um, in uh, I believe that was the one we shot up in Brigham City, uh, or was that was that I'm getting confused probably because yeah. we shot them back to back. So okay, it was like one, I was in Utah for two months straight. It was just like one big long production. <laughs> um, but we shot. We shot. Oh, I think yeah, Christmas in was shot down in Layton, um, and, oh. which is probably only of interest to people who live in Utah. But <laughs> we shot that sort of way down south, down in Layton, and then uh, Bingham City is way north, um, and that's where I think we shot Jingle Bell. I think that now uh, I I will now yeah. firmly say that that's the case. Um, but Jingle Bell has a wonderful cast. Um, Tatiana Ali, Lee, but also. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm going to blank on all of them. Uh the the uh, uh, a lot of TV actors who played um Oh my gosh. Uh uh the girl who played uh Rudy on Cosby show. Um, yeah, oh my gosh, that yeah. feels so yeah, bad. Oh and also Tempest. Yes. And uh, uh uh oh no no,
0: um gosh, gosh. Yeah, sorry. Tempest Bledsoe. Uh, uh she was Tempest Bledsoe, be- isn't it? Yeah. So Yeah. I'm excited for that for sure. Uh, I mean. uh, Oh, and
1: here's a a fun little thing for fans of Sister Sister, which I am a little too old for that, so I never watch it. uh But um, in the movie with uh, Tia Mowry, her parents are played by the actors who played her parents on Sister Sister. Right. Uh, Tim Reed and and Jack A are playing her parents in the movie. So that's fun. For, for people who are fans of that show. And she is also very good in the movie. I mean, Hallmark has, you know, has really good performers. I mean, they, 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 their lead actors are always, you know, I think uh, pretty solid. Um, they rarely have one where there's, a, there's an issue. Oh, and then the third one that I have, which is for Hallmark, um, which is still in editing now, um, although uh, I, I only did the, uh, the first cut, as we talked about, because uh, I had to move on to other things. Um, is called uh, 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 Christmas Wonderland. Oh, um, and okay. that star- yeah. and And that stars... Um, Emily Osmond, uh, I think. Emily Osmond, thank you. <laughs> I'm so bad with names, I'm sorry. Because I also was not on location for that. So if I'm on location, I meet the actors, then I remember their names. Uh-huh. But if I'm not, then, then it usually goes out of my head. But yeah, Emily Osmond is in it. Um, uh, and, uh, and, that's a, and that's a fun film. Kelly Who... Uh, is is another name that's in it. Uh-huh. Uh, I worked with her a few times in the past. Uh, she's wonderful as always. Um, yeah, so that's that's one for Hallmark that I did this year. Um, that will be coming out uh, at Christmas time, I presume.
0: When it gets up to Christmas, are you kind of like Christmased
1: out, or do you still like watching Christmas movies? I'm I'm so kind of over Christmas. I mean, I I, like <laughs> yeah. I love Christmas as much as the next guy, but I mean, sometimes I do four or five Christmas movies in a year. Sure, and it starts around June. And, and, and I edit them through sometimes, you know, October, November. Yeah. And so I've just spent six solid months or more or, you know, or uh, close to that, you know, surrounded by Christmas. So when Christmas time rolls around, I let everyone else now enjoy the fruits of my labor. And, (laughs) and I just sort of like, you know, step aside.
0: Yeah. I know what um, you mean. I'm kind of excited. This year, there's a movie, a, an indie movie called Anna and the Apocalypse coming out on November 30th. Okay. And I'm really excited for it because I just feel like it'll be sort of a, a breath of fresh air because uh, it's a zombie musical, a, a zombie apocalypse musical. <laughs> Teen, teen movie oh, okay. comedy okay it, it looks just way out there and stuff and i think it'll be good after watching like by the time it comes out i will have seen like 25 christmas movies and i think to see something that's like a zombie you know, I,
1: <laughs> I mean, really I nice. mean <laughs> the funny thing is you're not alone in that I, I find that like people who watch these hallmark christmas movies um watch all of them they just like they yeah. they have hallmark turned on yeah. non-stop i mean there's yeah. such a of brand loyalty, um, <laughs> my mother watches Hallmark these Hallmark Christmas movies, and like when I go home for Christmas, I mean she's got that TV in the kitchen turned on yeah. to Hallmark Channel yeah. all day long every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know it's it's amazing. So when I started cutting Hallmark Christmas movies, she was so excited for she me. She was really proud. Of that. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was fun.
0: That's really cute. Well, so. We like to end our interviews with just some silly questions. So sure. normally we do, we have a non uh, Christmas one, but we're going to do the Christmas teen beat questions. <laughs> oh, okay. So to end the interview. So, okay. What is your favorite holiday drink?
1: I guess eggnog. Is that eggnog. too boring to say? No,
0: no, not at all. Do you make homemade eggnog or do you just get the carton?
1: I just get the carton. Yeah. I don't, I don't do anything homemade. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. So what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat?
1: I love a good um, sort of uh, like a Christmas cake, like a good, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm not like a big cookie kind of fan, yeah. but I love a good cake. So I, I love a good like powdery, you know, fluffy yeah. cake. Mm. That yeah. That works. So-
0: that sounds good. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas song
1: or a carol? Um, uh, white White Christmas. Yeah. Got to be White Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. Bing Crosby. White Christmas. A uh, favorite
0: Christmas movie, and you can do Hallmark, non-Hallmark, whatever.
1: Favorite Christmas movie, like that one. the uh, Die Hard like... count as yep. yep. a Die, Die Hard Christmas movie? Die right? Hard. I'll say Die hard I don't. <laughs> I mean I work on so many Christmas movies yeah. it's hard for me to be, you know, uh to pick one or or, or you know. You know this yeah, is Yeah, I'll say Die
0: Hard. You know November is the 30th anniversary of Die Hard. Oh
1: my god. So. I saw that <laughs> in the theater. I I I'm like I'm so old now. Anyway,
0: um okay, what is your favorite holiday tradition? like decorating the tree or? Yeah,
1: no, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I gotta say, I don't really have any Christmas holiday traditions per se. Uh Um, I am actually going home for Christmas for the first time in quite a while. I usually end up going home for Thanksgiving. My parents live in Tennessee. Uh And so I usually end up going home for Thanksgiving. Uh, But this year, because I'm actually going to be working straight through Thanksgiving, um, I'm going to go home for Christmas for the first time in several years. So uh, I'll have to figure out what my family's traditions are and I'll just uh, plug into that. Nice.
0: All right. So uh, what's a memorable Christmas gift that you've either given or received?
1: I remember the the most excited I've ever been for a Christmas gift was when I was probably six or seven years old. And I got um, one of those uh, sort of, uh, I think it's Mattel. It was like those race car um, tracks with all these little cars and, and like it was like a two story little racetrack car thing that you could do like it was a little remote control not remote but um you know little electric cars uh-huh. and I was I, I played with it I mean I just that I was so excited by that when I, I was probably six or seven years old and I just that was my most exciting Christmas ever.
0: Nice. There's nothing like Christmas with kids. It makes such a difference.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, Scrooge or the Grinch?
1: Which one do you think? Oh, oh, the Grinch. The Grinch. Oh, I love, I love me some Grinch. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that I'm a Grinch, but I, I love, I love all versions of the Grinch. I'm very excited about the new Grinch movie oh, that's coming okay. out. I can't wait to see it. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Oh, hundred to- percent Grinch.
0: Okay, good. Sc- uh, clear lights or colored?
1: Uh in movies, clear lights. Because they're better, they show up better. But in real life, I like colored lights.
0: Okay, good. Uh, Are you a good gift
1: wrapper or not so much? I'm good at paying somebody to wrap my gifts for me. (laughs) Uh, I'm very, very good at that. Yeah uh
0: yeah <laughs> i know i that's that's more my method uh, unless yeah. i have a lot of time uh or i i think the gift bag is always a a, a good gift good bag
1: option. gift bag is good gift bag is a good backup yeah. if <laughs> uh, if no one's available to wrap your gift for you yeah
0: <laughs> so do you have an ugly sweater that you like to wear
1: uh, I do have an ugly sweater. Um, uh, I actually, we actually bought it because, uh, when we were doing Christmas land, we had ugly Christmas sweater day, uh, uh-huh. on the set. So everyone had to come to set wearing an ugly Christmas sweater and I didn't have one. So I went there and, and went to a store and bought like the ugly. it's sort of green. It has like a, a weird tree on it and it, it just, it just looks horrible. It's got all these like silvery bells on it. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's It's the worst. Yeah. It's so the they worst. have
0: like themes and stuff like that with this cast and crew. Like they, they are the crew that
1: all wear, we all wear a ugly sweater. Yeah, it was just the sweater. crew. The crew. Was like, okay. Yeah, okay. They were like, yeah, they said okay tomorrow, everybody come wear an ugly Christmas sweaters tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah. so the whole crew came wearing ugly Christmas sweaters. It was just like a thing. Yeah. So I had to so go funny. buy one. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever have
0: any time to kind of explore uh, Utah? At all? Like go skiing or anything like that? It's just too, or it's just too crazy. Yeah uh,
1: it, you know I, I occasionally have some time uh, I'm not a big skier, and we're usually there not during ski season oh yeah um yeah. but uh there's some wonderful hiking I've done and um i like to i like to visit um like museums and stuff uh, um, i i this last time I went to two uh i'm trying to remember the name of one of it was like a pioneer day kind of thing Oh, yeah yeah down near Orem I think that was kind of nice. And then I went to the Hill Air Force Base for the oh. Air Force. there's like a air museum there, which I was really did. wonderful, yeah, yeah, Hill Air Force Base has this wonderful aviation museum. it's like the history of aviation uh-huh. in Utah, yeah, and that was really nice, so I like to explore those kind of things, uh-huh um. Cool. And also, cool. I know so many people now that that are that live in Utah. So when I do have times off, I love to visit the people that I know there, because uh-huh. um, I only see them when I'm there. So that you know, that's that's also takes some time, But also, it's just a lot of it's just yeah. a lot of working when I'm there. Sure.
0: So. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, I have really enjoyed talking with you. This has been very interesting. We'll have to have you on again, oh. maybe after we've seen uh, your slate, uh, or you know, sometime again next uh, year I know Amber was really looking forward to talking to you Jen sick.
1: yeah I wanted to talk to Amber about her Goodwitch podcast you know, I'm a huge I'm a huge Goodwitch fan and I listen to you guys as Goodwitch podcast and, and Amber yeah. is my favorite with her with <laughs> snarky Amber just makes my day oh well, so um her. uh yeah please <laughs> She and makes then argue. uh yeah let's uh, I uh, I'm I'd be happy to come on again you just let me know when you want yeah. me to come on and this will. was a, a lot of fun
0: yeah, it was really great. So, do you have social media or anything like
1: that that you want to share or I Um I'm on you know, I'm on Facebook, but I, I and I'm on Twitter, but I never go on there. So, okay. um okay. you can find me on on Facebook. Um, okay. good. I guess that that's like the one place I'm I mean I'm not really I don't really do a whole lot of social media. Okay, I'm an good. old guy, so that's why I'm on I'm on Facebook. I'm not on any of those things that you kids use. <laughs> like the, the instagram or the whatever yeah, other that yeah. stuff is that that's for you youngins very good okay well <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> you've been such a delight to talk to i've really enjoyed it and oh thank uh, you so and and what are the three movies again this year that you have you have christmas uh, Inn. jingle
1: jingle bell my Bells. christmas in and and uh christmas wonderland Christmas Wonderland. That's right. So we'll definitely be looking
0: right. forward to all three of those. And uh, let us know uh, if you have any questions for Randy or what you thought of uh, what we talked about. We'd love to hear your comments, uh, either on Twitter or here in the uh, comment section. Please put in your Uh, reviews on iTunes. It really helps the podcast out and helps people to find us. We really appreciate it. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's reviews on iTunes and on YouTube, and you can find the podcast at homework podcast on all over social media and uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. We're very excited about the upcoming Christmas season. We're going to have lots of fun coverage coming up. So we look forward to sharing that with all of you guys and, uh, Thanks again, Randy. You're the best. We really appreciate it.
1: Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) All right. We'll talk again soon. Bye.